Welcome to Stacking M's, the podcast where we talk about marketing, money, and mindset because stacking millions won't happen without a consistent focus on those things. My name is Tara Payton. I'm a marketing expert and coaching consultant who spent 14 years working with major corporations and Fortune 500 companies, helping them with their marketing to make them millions. So this podcast is a place for me to help product-based and consumer business owners like you learn how to optimize your marketing to make more, learn how to leverage your money, and how to invest to grow your business. Also, we're talking about how to make sure your mindset is always elevating so you can actually enjoy this ride. Turn up the volume, prepare to take some notes, and get ready to really stack those M's. Welcome back to another episode of Stacking M's. I'm Tara Payton, marketing consultant and business coach. You know we focus on marketing, money, and mindset. And today, this is a very different episode. So I am joined here with my husband, Dwayne. Peyton, and we are going to be talking about a conversation that we kind of had here as a group a few days ago, um, talking about just the transition into entrepreneurship, how that changes you, how that changes your relationship. And I don't want y'all to hear from me, I want y'all to hear from the person who I live with, right? Who has to experience it, who has to deal with it, whether he likes it or not, because we in this shit forever. And, um, right? Yeah. Okay, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> and um, so I'm going to jump into it. First, you know, they know you're my husband, right? But let the people know who you are and sort of what you do. Okay. Uh, my name is Dwayne Patton. Um, I'm also a serial entrepreneur. First of all, we got to figure out how to say our last name because his father said um, Peyton when I asked him. I was like, how do we say our last name? He said Peyton. And, and then you just said Patton. And grandma said Patton. All right, whatever. Just whatever, however you're going to say it. Go right. ahead. Right. So, yes, I'm also an entrepreneur. I run several businesses. I run a landscaping company. Also a co-partner with my two younger brothers and running a tax preparation firm. And I do an array of other things like mentorship with our children and basketball training. So when Dwayne and I met, he was already an entrepreneur. And what I really loved about him was that he was an entrepreneur. I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I just didn't know when that would happen. But I was like, okay, he gets it, right? He gets it, he understands it, and he will... Um, you know, encourage me along that journey. So I'm going to jump to the good jump part. <laughs> when I told you that I wanted to quit my job, what were you thinking? I was like, nah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> um, my mindset uh, is more so planning, long-term planning when making certain decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, the decision to start working was kind of... It was very abrupt. Very abrupt. Yes. Uh, so I didn't have time to mentally prepare for that transition. Uh, but it's taking that in consideration alongside, like you said, we're married, we're a couple. Um, you have to know your partner. You have to trust your partner. You also have to understand that people operate differently. Some people are good at doing things spontaneously. Right. Some people are long-term planners. Uh, so knowing Tara, I know she has a 
she has a characteristic of doing things on a spur of the moment sometimes. So the pattern also is that she usually does well when she does things on the spur of the moment as well. So me knowing that or being observing that pattern, I had to kind of stretch myself to take that into consideration and trust the process that, all right, let me get out of the way. Because sometimes you're, as a couple, your mate can get in your way. And that's mm. not what I want to do. Mm. Um, and then you can block people's blessings or block their light from shining. So, you know, I got myself together. It was more of a self-check. I mm. got myself together and I was like, all right, you know, this is what trust is. This is what faith is. Mm. Love as well. So, you know, just trust that everything will be fine. Trust her and trust the process. So that's kind of uh, how I got over that hump. But initially, no, nah, I was not. I wasn't with that at all. <laughs> so let me just add some context. Dwayne has kind of walked me off of the ledge from quitting two jobs before. Um, because like he said, I'm a bit impulsive. But when I say I'm doing something, it's pretty much done. I change. I switch up. And I appreciate that about you because... I think sometimes you get into, especially how I am, like I've always made decisions on my own and being now in a marriage, these are things that we have <laughs> to make decisions on together, right? right? So it's, it's very different. It's different for me and I'm working through it. Okay. 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 And I understand that. <laughs> I understand that. Doing business with two younger brothers, dealing with different personalities and we've always done stuff together. Mm -hmm. I've lived a lifestyle of, you know, conforming or stretching or learning to compromise or be accepting. So, you know, you just have to transfer those characteristics into the marriage. Mm -hmm. I know you more. Oh, and I meant you very independent. You do your own thing. Mm -hmm. You like, whoosh. So, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, so I, I understand that too. So it's a balance. So how long did it take you to do your self-check and like, get out the way i don't remember how long it took i just remember um, being very persistent like this is happening it's yeah no it, it didn't take long just a couple a couple days okay i mentally made it i just wanted to make sure that you were in alignment and you weren't making a pure emotional decision mm -hmm. yeah that's always the objective. Make sure it's not an emotional decision. Make sure it's a logical decision, uh, thought out. It could be abrupt, but it could still be thought out. Mm -hmm. Abruptness or spontaneity doesn't mean it's not thought out. Mm -hmm. So once I was sure, via process, you don't like me keep asking questions and questions and questions. It's not that I don't like it. It's just mm -hmm. you ask the same question over and over and over again. And I'll be like, bruh, my answer's not changing. You're right. Well, that's right? that's the way that I right. and I've or had I to build learn that. surety. Right. So that's my process. Mm -hmm. To hear it again, a lot of people learn through repetition. So hearing it repetitive, repetitively, I understood, okay, this is not just an emotional decision. This is something you want to move forward with. And if that's what it truly is, then how can I get in the way of that? All right. So fast forward. I go in full time. What initial changes did you see in the relationship and me and just in general? You were cooking less. No. I was cooking um, less. I well, was you cooking could, more when no, I you, you, he tried. He tried it. No, Yo, hey. he tried it. No, no, 
that's no. It is true for a second. You. Start. I was cooking more when I first went into entrepreneurship. You no, forgot? not initially. How easily we forget. Not okay, initially. Go ahead, rock out. This well, your can memory. Can I get my version? Yes, absolutely. I just said it's your Thank memory. You. Yes, go Thank ahead. You. Yeah, I just said. <laughs> initially, initially, you were definitely locked in. Mm-hmm. Super locked. So in. what the business? Building to the, the business. business. Okay. And that's fine. I was good with that. I'm okay with that. You may not remember that version. That's the version that I recall. But it's we okay. had very different versions of many stories, like how we met and other things. So that's why I'm like, I don't think that's accurate. But you know, oh, yeah? I'm gonna let you rock out on okay. your version. Okay, I appreciate yep. that. See, that's mm-hmm. what marriage is about: allowing people to mm-hmm. go in their lane sometime and then merge. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, but aside from that. Um, I felt you were happier as a person. Mm, in what way? Like, how did you see that expressed? Um, you're waking up in the morning and you f- your mission is not to go to work for someone else. I think there's a light that lights up in people. And I think that's a major thing with entrepreneurship. It lights up an inner light in most people because they're doing what they want to do, how they want to do it. And uh, having a stronger control of their reality. Mm. So I felt that energy coming through from you. You were like driven, focused, motivated, like, yeah, and determined. Going to work, of course you want to get the job done. Mm -hmm. That's one thing, but being determined as an entrepreneur to be successful is a different type of desire. So I saw that in you. So I think that made you, even though you were very focused, you were happier. Mm. Your heart was a little lighter. Oh, that's good. So for context, how was I before when I was in corporate? You, you were cool, but you still, yeah, you had an under, undertone energy of frustration. Mm. And that could be whatever process that you were going through at work or dealing with stuff at work that you know just coming into terms you can't control everything so mm-hmm. i feel as an entrepreneur there are things you can have more control over although mm-hmm. you can't control everything and entrepreneurship either and that's a big learning lesson for mm-hmm. a lot of entrepreneurs however um when you were doing your own thing uh i felt you um yeah in, in tune with yourself a little bit more that when you were working punching the clock yeah, you kind of brought work home with you sometimes. In an emotional way? Or like physically bringing the work home? Both. I don't remember working at home, but... When I, I say physically, I yeah. mean that you when you were working, you was working all day for yourself and you still had... You were still energetic. True. When you come in through the door from work or once you finish with those Zoom calls, you're like... You're done. You're no, drained. Out. So that's what I mean about physical work. I okay. mean, that's what I mean about physical. Okay. Physical, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And how would you say that impacted our relationship, the transition to entrepreneurship? Um, I felt the relationship got better when you were uh, not punching the clock. Mm. How um, so? Apparently, I wasn't cooking, y'all, so he wasn't eating. Oh, she holding on to that. I'm not holding. I'm just saying I don't have the same recollection. But Right. No, no. Initially, 
initially. Other, but then you got that's back probably into true. Because I also, you know, what was happening for me when I initially transitioned, mm-hmm. there was a period of time that I could not get out of the bed before eleven. Mm-hmm. And I remember you telling me like, just rest. You've been working for so long, like you've been punching the clock, getting up, getting on the train. Just rest. Take this opportunity to rest. And I appreciated that. Because what I realized was all of the trauma and the the stuff that you bring with you from corporate, like you really got to detox that out of your, your body, out mm-hmm. of your system, out of your mind. And it took me like three, four months. Mm-hmm. So that's probably, you're probably right. I wasn't cooking because I was working till three, four o'clock in the morning some some nights. I remember that. He would be going to bed without me. And I'd be like, yeah, I'll be in the bed, later, babe. And then I wake up, same time, no, well, 11 o'clock. But then when I got into a groove groove, I started to get up and have more of a normal a schedule. Right. right. I was in a rhythm. I stopped working super late and things like that. But I appreciate that. One of the things I really love about you is you can recognize what's happening and give give me the permission to give myself grace. Right. Okay. Got it. So, yeah, I really appreciated that. Okay. So now you agree with me that you were cooking? <laughs> I don't recall that I wasn't cooking like this. I, I, I remember it clear. No, you were really recovering, and you would use the evenings to kind of find your next direction. True. And I didn't know exactly what the direction was going to be, but yeah, you you were working on some things. You was cooking Mm -hmm. up in a different way. Yeah, and that was good too. That was good too. That was good too. So, are there any questions you want to ask me? Um. I'm putting you on the spot. I know. I was in answering mode, but I, I know. You, mode. I know you need a little bit of a yeah warm up. Advance but notice. Yeah, you choose the the lane that you chose to go in. So I chose it because you know I started my own hair care company years ago. This was when I was working my first job out of college and. I really didn't know what I was doing, right? And so that was something that I really wanted to build. I wanted to build this business. I wanted to see it be successful. And that was one of the main reasons why I decided to go to business school to get my MBA. So I went to business school with the intention to come back stronger with my hair care company. And what wound up happening was I worked for L'Oreal. I worked for some other brands, American Express. Um, and help them with their sales strategies, with their marketing, led sales and marketing, workforce startup, selling product, right? So I had that experience. And it wasn't really that I decided it. It was that, I guess it chose me. Because you know, when I left L'Oreal, I was like, I don't want to do marketing anymore. I'm done with marketing, right? So I went into sales relationship management. But what happened was, People were reaching out to me to help me build their brands, to help me sell their products, to help them launch, um, to help them even do product development, which was my least favorite thing to do. And I did that for free for even the period of time that we were, you know, dating and before I went full time in entrepreneurship. And not until my nail artist, who literally I would get my nails done, right? She wouldn't charge me. And, um, I would put together a strategy for her for her marketing. So she launched a product during the pandemic because she couldn't do nails anymore. And when she told me that the product made her, you know, so much money, I was like, wait a minute, this is my thing. Like, this is what I should be doing. But 
because I had so much trauma from corporate, I was kind of running away from what it was I wanted to do. So until I got that aha moment and I was like, wait, you've been giving this stuff away for free, Tara? Like, and I always knew that there were people out there that needed help that looked like me. And I always went back to when I was struggling with my hair care brand, I wish that there was a person like me there to help me. Mm-hmm. So it just all kind of clicked for me. And that's when I was like, you know, I was over corporate. I was like, these people wilding. I'm a quit. Mm. So that's why. Mm. And Dwayne was like, no, not yet. Our producer has a question. <laughs> <laughs> so every time I hear you talk about your corporate experience, mm-hmm. the moment you have to physically say the words trauma or PTSD, you you tear up and your voice starts to crackle, which means I know there's a lot of you know anger and pain behind that experience, and rightfully so. Now that you've begun to detox it, who do you see? As far as me? Who do you see as you? And then I want to hear from him. Who does he see? Can you go first? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, I see someone who is more so driven. It's like you're living in your purpose now, which is. Powerful. So that's why my first question to her was, why did you choose the path you chose? Because I think, you know, life on earth can be very short. So as an entrepreneur, as everyone who entrepreneurs, time is of essence. Whether it's being a mother, an auntie, a daughter, a sibling, whatever it is, um, and how you choose to make a living on earth is a very critical thing. So, you know, once you answered the question, but who did I see? I'm seeing someone living with a deeper purpose now. And that's very powerful. That's very transformative. That's very, you know, that's what everyone needs to do is kind of find their purpose. And, you know, if I asked you why you did it, if you said it was for the money, that wouldn't be in an alignment. You did it because it's a purpose. It's purpose-driven. Right. So I think that's something that everyone should pretty much do in the short time we have here on Earth. Find your purpose and do that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm seeing someone loving their purpose. Oh, who do I see? So, Jessica, no more questions. <laughs> um... <laughs> I see someone who is valuing her talent, which I wasn't doing before. Um, Someone who is actually writing their own story. Because I think a lot of the story that I had before was based upon building other people's brands. Now I still get to do that. I still get to build other people's brands and help them with that but there's a deeper meaning to it. So absolutely. Yeah, I could do this 24-7, 365. With my eyes closed, you know, like, when you find that thing and you love it, do it. All right. True, true. true. I ain't cried this whole time. <laughs> 
That's what I said. No more questions. No more questions from Jessica. Yeah. So yeah, definitely that. So you satisfied with how things are moving now? Yes, I'm satisfied. Um, you know, I'd be lying if I said I'm not afraid. And I'm excited and I'm upset that I'm crying right now. But I knew that this would be the episode that I would do it. So, yeah. You know, it's entrepreneurship is hard. You know, I've only been at it for a year and a half now and it takes so much and you have to keep going. You have to keep pushing, you know, uh, and this is the side that really nobody ever really talks about. It's right. because, you know, what people see on social media or what people put out there is that everything is always Glorified. great. Right. They glorify people only want to see the good, right? And it's not always good, but it's how you actually show up for it. And you must have a deeper purpose. Like you have to have a deeper purpose. And that's why I can get up every day, do what I do, love it. If something fails, I don't care, right? I don't care. I'm just going to get up, try it again the next time because I really believe and what I'm doing, I really believe in the people that I'm helping. Um, you know, I believe all of that. And, oh, God, I'm going to yeah. kill y'all. <laughs> yeah, I think they look at entrepreneurship. Everyone, people look at entrepreneurship like it's always gravy. It's, a it's lot not. Of... It's not for the faint of heart. I mean, you've done it for a long time, right? Yeah. Um, you take your bruises. People think that once you hop in, oh, I got my own business, like, well, you got your own version of an unguaranteed check coming as well. True. You know, and that's not stability. Humans right. like stability. They like to know, hey, if I put this amount of work in, I'm going to get this in return. You could put this amount of work in and get this return because there's a learning curve that has to be overcome. Right. So that adds the value to the tool, which you do. You can cut the learning curve right. for people. So instead of them having to beat their head for three, four years, they might be able to turn some type of profit in a less lesser period of time right. because it minimized the trial and error by having a marketing plan, by identifying, helping you, helping them identify what their target, target audience is. Come on, husband, with the, the pitch, okay? <laughs> he know what I do, y'all. So. <laughs> hey, real quick, it's Tara. I want to interrupt this episode to help you with something I hear from my community far too often. I get constant emails, DMs, and messages from e-commerce and product-based founders that are struggling with how to properly market their brands online for growth. Because thus far, they've posted online, they've told their friends and family, but they're not having any luck. So I decided to do something about it, and I put together a free gift for you. It's called the Profitable Marketing Playbook. 
Inside the playbook, you're going to learn what it takes for your brand to win online, the action steps that you need to take to create marketing campaigns that are going to get you paid. You'll even get access to the same framework that we use with my clients in order to consistently grow their visibility and sales. The playbook also includes a checklist because I know some of y'all love your checklist. And inside this checklist, it's going to show you what to spend most of your time focused on. And it will cover the metrics that you need to monitor for each of your campaigns so you know if you're getting a good return. I know that you're tired of struggling with sales and you're ready to grow your brand so you can finally experience double digit growth. So right now, I want you to go to www.profitablemarketingplaybook.com or scroll down to the show notes now to grab your free copy today. Uh, we got another question. Uh, so what's your, your, your perspective on being in a relationship with another entrepreneur? You know, some people say like if you're an entrepreneur, you're building a business, especially like in the starting phase, you can only make something work if you're with an entrepreneur. But on the other side of it, being a, a double-edged sword in a sense or blade, is do you feel like it's harder with another entrepreneur because now entrepreneur's mindset is like, oh, you should go for more. So now it's like when you feel like you're giving up, you know, is that other person you feel is more understanding that they're an entrepreneur as well, or is it more like, no, we gotta keep going, no, we gotta make it past this? Like, what do you feel like that balance is? What's your perspective on relationships, both being entrepreneurs? You want me to go first? Yeah, either way. So I definitely think that you are more understanding. Um, but I don't want that to come across as saying, if you're an entrepreneur, you should only date an entrepreneur, right? That's not what I'm saying. Because when I, when we started dating, I wasn't an entrepreneur, right? Dwayne was an entrepreneur, but I was not. But as I've stepped into entrepreneurship, he definitely, you know, because he's been at it longer than me, he's run several different businesses, he's done it before. He's a lot more understanding and he also knows how to push me. Sometimes he might push a little bit too much, but that's just his personality. But I think he's learning how to push me and what are the things that I need to be pushed. And I think the same for me to him, and I, I won't speak on your behalf, but I'll say sometimes I'm pushing him and he's like, no, I'm not ready. Or, you know, that's not how we do it. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Because I work in collaboration with others, so... It's understanding the process, dealing with personalities, and it's all balanced at the end of the day, mm -hmm. you know? So, um, because as an entrepreneur or being with an entrepreneur, you want you want to be aggressive. Well, if you want to just go get it, go do it. And when you live it, you know it doesn't work like that. Right. Right? So right. anybody would like to get, you know, six figures and uh net six figures in their first year or their second year in business not that it's not possible but that's not everyone's path you know it may take three years it may take five years it may take six it might go way less than that for a while and then hit a huge spike so yeah it's not about lack of effort sometimes it could be lack of knowledge sometimes or lack of effort but um yeah, it's just having an understanding that this is uh, definitely a process and you can't rush the process. So I do have the understanding uh, on both sides. It's having grace with yourself and grace with your mate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I can't feel like, oh, you know, I want to 
huge. I want a house three times bigger than this, but I can't provide that. So I'm failing as an entrepreneur, like all things in due time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Entrepreneurs are crazy. I think. You gotta gotta have a little bit of crazy in you. Yeah. To do it because, you know, coming from your background, my background as well, I work in corporate as an engineer for several years at several Wall Street firms, J.P. Morgan, Citigroup, Goldman Sachs, uh, even at Johnson & Johnson, and was doing very, very, very well. Um, and I sidestepped that to follow a different path, you know, you know, doing things in the music industry and pursuing other pursuits right. <laughs> and uh yeah everyone will look at you crazy they do i mean we both left very lucrative careers right mm-hmm. making multiple six figures and our families were i know my family was like yo what <laughs> i think at the point when i became an entrepreneur though my family was like okay like we get it because i had already done some drastic changes and stuff like that when i quit my first corporate job mm-hmm. to go get an mba um, but for you, how do you think your family felt? Like the once you decided to of be leaving an a branded company that carries prestigious mm-hmm. names, so you're leaving that. And yeah, I just went to the left. You know, I grew my hair and just <laughs> did a 180. So yeah, Parents, you know, family always have a certain perception, but you know, it all really boils down to following your internal path. What do you want to do with your life? And do that. Be fair to yourself. Be clear with yourself. Like I said earlier, I'm not a fan of abrupt decisions. Make sure they're thought out. (laughs) But do what you should do. They may come across abrupt to you, but I've thought through them by the time they get to you. Once I'm clear on it, then I'm good. Okay. You know, so and I'm you- saying that as far as me as well. Like I, I, I mean to be a thousand percent honest. I wanted to quit corporate from the day I walked in. I mean, really? I wanted to quit school from the day that I walked in. I know you didn't really want to go to school, but you wanted to quit corporate from the day you walked in. I always wanted to create my own reality. Yeah, oh, I from didn't day know that. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, nah, this is not me. So why'd you do it for so many years? Because I went to school, I wanted to actually utilize the degree for a period of time. Mm-hmm. And then after being broke for so long, you actually getting some money in your pocket. You True. like, okay. You get a check. Like, I get a check finally. Mm-hmm. So, uh, a real check. So, you know, that's that, but that's part of what. Uh, when people get into entrepreneurship, it's about, especially if they're leaving um, good paying jobs, that you're leaving behind a check. It's the reason why most people don't leave. Right. A lot of intelligent people, sharp, smart people don't leave um, corporate for that reason. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, but I knew there was an exit on the entry got it okay so you were very aware that you were going to be an entrepreneur at some point at some point okay i knew i knew it's that phrase uh they said um 
uh, where where the most dreams, uh, where, yeah, where's the location of people's, uh, of the most dreams? And then, uh, you know, no one had the answer and they said, it's the cemetery because most people live their whole life mm. doing something that, you know, just to coexist, just to live, live in other people's dreams, but not their own. Mm. And I didn't want to fall into that. We got another question. Yeah. I know. They didn't say no more questions. Be ready. Let's <laughs> say the questions from the right. And I'm right. I'm going to have you pre-screen yeah, you them, first, okay? Right? You pre-screen what the question is. Less vulnerable, I promise. Um, so when two entrepreneurs get together, you know, based on social media, it's let's build an empire, let's build a legacy, let's get rich together. And I get such a different vibe from you too. So what's the next stage from a seasoned entrepreneur and then you know the freshness of where you're at where you're going into year two know that you'll be successful what is the next stage of entrepreneurship and your relationship for both of you that's a great question so one of the things that you know and i thought about this earlier when we first met we always talked about multiple streams of income right and one of the things that i had to reflect on like we're actually doing that right now you know we run an airbnb we have the both of our businesses his businesses with his brothers um and so we're actually doing what we set out to do right without really realizing it or recognizing it so for me my vision or where i see this going is we're in growth scale mode like both of us his businesses are thriving my business is thriving, it's growing, it's expanding. So the next one to two years, we're going to blow these things out the water. And then we're going to pop out some babies. Right? Because family is really important to us. Um, and so we definitely, that's something that we talk about. Um, that's something that we want. But we want to do things with intention. And that's one of the things that we've always done as a couple. Like we've always done things with intention. Whether our families understood it or not, it was based off of how we thought about it together. All right. Yeah, I think you nailed it with that. Okay. okay. <laughs> you can say anything after that. For real? You usually not at a loss for words, babe. No, nah, I think you just cut. You covered it. That okay. that that answers the question. Yeah, All right. That answers the question because yeah, that's what it is. We do things with intention. Mm -hmm. um, no matter what it is, as far as the business is definitely a scaling time, a new yeah. challenge. There's always new levels, new challenges. Um, yeah, I think you said earlier, being an entrepreneur is like a. Yeah, it's infinite. So it's like you never really get there once you have that fire. You have to live life in contentment, but you're just gradually growing and expanding and enjoying the journey and sharing the journey with others and passing the knowledge and the information, which is also good as well. Right. And building with like-minded individuals, not this hard thing. Well, we, are we going to build this empire and we're going to take over? Like, nah, we just... Doing what we do. <laughs> we don't usually operate like that. Like, we're very much, I think, you know, based off of the question, the context that you have is, like, people that are out there. Mm, I don't know how to say it, but, you know, we just don't, 
feel like we have to be loud about it. You're not subscribed to that? No, we're not. Both of us pretty much move in silence with a lot of things for good or bad, but we don't have to, you know, be flossing and all those things. Yeah. Another question? Being that you're both entrepreneurs, very motivated, I'm sure, you know, with entrepreneur mindset, you always have tons of ideas that are just flowing, right? You mm -hmm. say, well, most machines are income. Has either one of you ever came up with, like, a crazy idea where the other one was like, nah, we, we're not doing that? That's me every other Thursday. <laughs> right, yeah, A crazy idea. A crazy idea. Yeah. I'm always like, I mean, babe, I got an idea. Oh, you do come up with ideas. Right. Yeah. I have one or two ideas, too, that are... Yeah, unfulfilled. They, I guess they're not ready to go yet. But yeah, I definitely have ideas. ideas. Is there any ideas that, she, that you have that she's ever like, no, nah, it's not going down. Like, that's too crazy, Dwayne. Um, yeah, I, I have one idea that I actually was doing, but I stopped. But um, Did I say it was crazy? You didn't say it was crazy, but... I guess she was like, I'm, I'm not rocking with that one. I just wasn't interested in it. I didn't, he wanted me to work with him on it. I was like, that doesn't really like get me excited. That's all. And yeah, I'm and very that was honest, cool with right? that. We're very honest with each other. I was like, nah, that's not, that's not for me. But, you know, we could plug it with the right people. Right. Right? Be right. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm good. I'm just go with the flow. I don't like to push ideas too much either. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be the uh, entrepreneur who's banging their head. You know, I kind of see what happens, what comes to me. My opportunities open up, I'll seize them, but I don't go just chasing everything, trying to make money, get money. Mm -hmm. That's not what entrepreneurship is about, at least for me. Right. For and for me, like, I have an idea. Just because how my brain works, I literally have an idea every other week. I'm probably a lot better now because I've really been locked in for a period of time. Right. right. But before, like when I was first trying to figure it out, I had an idea every week. And I'd be like, babe, I got an idea. And Dwayne would just be like, okay, what is it? <laughs> and I'd be like, yo, like listen to me. So he would listen, but then he would be like, mm, I don't know. Right. He would never discourage me. He would just be like, yo, you got another idea? <laughs> like, you going to pursue it, pursue it? Or is it just an idea? So, right. yeah, I mean, that's just a part of the journey. I think as an entrepreneur, you have to really be conscious of which ideas you want to move forward with versus which ideas you don't, right? Which ones fit? So when I came to him with the podcast idea, I had the concept. I was so excited. I thought of the name, all of the details. And he was like, okay, I see how that fits with what you're currently doing. It's not something outside of that. So, yeah, go for it. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it was it was in alignment. So I'll give feedback. I don't believe in discouraging um, ideas because some of the most life changing ideas are the craziest ideas. True. So I wouldn't discourage that. And then you have to be a believer that you know anything is possible. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if it if you say it. And it feels good if it just... And sometimes you have to make a distinction. Sometimes people talk out loud. So it's not my True. position to say no to something when you might just be brainstorming off of me just to 
you might think it and just say it. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean you tomorrow, the day after, you're not going to wake up and be like, oh, that was just an idea, but I'm good where I'm at. Like, and that's usually how it is. I'll be over it in 24 hours. Right. So that's also like knowing your partner, too. Like, I know she might be just thinking out loud. And that's cool, too. But if she says something out loud that I think she need to hold on to, I'll be like, remember that idea you told me about three weeks ago? No, not that one. Three weeks. No, no, not that one. No, that, oh, oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was, you, you, should, you should run with that. Yeah, so I'll, I'll bring it on recall because I tend to remember things. So if it's something that's in alignment of you thinking out loud, I'll, mm. I'll run it back and mm. be like, yeah, that one, do that. Mm-hmm. But the podcast one sounded really, really good. And I thought you would be great at and it. And I got so. you on the couch for the first season. You got wow. me on the couch. You got me on the couch. Yeah, you do have me on the couch. All right, so let's wrap it up. What is a piece of advice that you would give someone who is dating an entrepreneur? Patience understanding and um, compassion. Those are three characteristics I think someone should exude. You have to be patient because sometimes uh, the end result, whether it's financial or getting over the hump, like if they're trying to build an e-commerce type, say hypothetical, and they'd be like, oh, this is the um, this is going to be my domain name. And you look two weeks later and the site's not up. Be, hey, I thought you were putting this website. You can't be like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very elementary response and scenario. But you have to be patient with the process, no matter what it is. If you're, dealing, if you're in a marriage or a relationship and a person is pursuing something, even if they say, it, hey, I got this clothing line. I want to put this out and that out. And it's a month and you don't see anything, patience. Me um, understanding that entrepreneurs most times are trying to figure it out. You actually are learning as you go along. You're learning on a job when you're an entrepreneur because very few times would you get a mentor or uh, someone who's just guiding you step by step. And even if you're so fortunate to have that, they're gonna still be things that you have to learn on your own. Or even if they're telling you, you still have to figure it out. Because mm-hmm. you can tell, you could give someone the blueprint to do anything. They still have to execute it. So, um, and there's some intangibles that they have to understand. And then compassion, because the lifestyle of an entrepreneur is not uh, for the faint of heart. So um, be compassionate, understanding, and patient with the with, uh, entrepreneurs and relationships, friendships, all across the board, because everybody is fighting a battle that uh, not everyone sees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only thing I would add is to be that support that they need, right? That's On top true. of the patience, compassion, um, understanding, make sure that you are supporting them and checking in with them. It's like checking in on your strong friend, right? Entrepreneurship is sometimes a um, lonely journey. Make sure you're checking in on your friends, make sure you're, or if it's a spouse, make sure you're supporting them and filling them up in a way that can encourage them to keep going, right? And mm-hmm. if they don't want to keep going, that's okay. You support them through that process as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, thank you, babe. 
Thank you for You're being welcome. on the podcast. No problem. My pleasure is mine. <laughs> so, um, I hope you all enjoy that inside the scenes look. I definitely hate that I cried all on this episode. Lord, I hope my makeup don't look crazy. But we will see you on the next time for Stacking M's. I'm signing off Sarah Payton here and Husband over here. Bye, y'all. <laughs>